Welcome to episode 69 of Mosin at Large. I'm Jonathan Mosin. Heidi Taylor is joining me as we unbox a Series 6 Apple Watch. We'll hear from another user who has not had plain sailing with that process. Plus, should Heidi Taylor get her own fully funded podcast? Mosin at Large Podcast. You're very welcome to contribute to the podcast, and there are two ways to do it. You can drop me an email to Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com. You can write something in that email or you can attach an audio recording using anything that records and that you can attach to an email. You can also call the listener line. That number is in the United States. It's 864-60-MOSIN, 864-606-6736 and record a message that could be included in the podcast. Concise contributions always help. We can't include everything because of the volume of contributions we receive. And please note that if we do use your content, we reserve the right to edit it for clarity and brevity. You can follow Mosin at Large, all one word, on Twitter to join the conversation with other listeners, to get sneak peeks about what's coming up on the podcast. And I regularly tweet links that I think will be of interest to Mosin at Large listeners. To keep up to date with Mosin at Large and radio-related activities I'm doing, you can subscribe to our media email list. It's announcements only, and the traffic is very light. To do that, send a blank email to media-subscribe at mosin.org. That's media-subscribe at mosin.org. The podcast version of this show contains extracts from the full version, which is heard live on Mushroom FM at mushroomfm.com and anywhere that you listen to radio stations at 2 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on a Saturday afternoon. For the full Mosin at Large experience, I encourage you to be part of that community. And finally, before we get into the episode this week, a reminder that this podcast is long, and to help you navigate past the bits that you aren't interested in to the bits that you are, it's segmented by chapters. If you have a podcast app capable of supporting chapters, and many on iOS and Android do this, you can skip between segments of the show. People do seem to like unboxings, and so here we are. We have had false starts today because we have had three packages. It's like those old stories, you know, where you pan them out and the first thing... Anyway, so the first package we got was a little parcel for my executive assistant. The second one was a turdakin for Christmas, and finally the Apple Watch Series 6 came at about 4 o'clock. So now it's 4.04 not found, although it is found, and Heidi Taylor is here. Uh, Henry's uh, hovering around because he's getting my Series 5. (laughs) So that's very exciting. So we're going to start with the unboxing. Okay. Yep. Do you want to unbox it? Okay. So right now we're just in the shipping package, which is just, you know, a long gray cardboard rectangle. Not that exciting. No. And I'll undo the tape on it. And now we have the Apple Watch box with an embossed Apple Watch logo on the top. And do you know, it occurs to me that what I should do, oh, that's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and the, and the little engraving there. Yeah. What I should do before we go any further, just to speed the process up, I should start the process of unpairing the old Apple Watch because what it will do is hopefully, if it all goes smoothly, it will back itself up to iCloud so that we can then restore the backup of the Series 5 watch to the new Series 6. So we'll just go open watch. And what have we got? All watches, button, Mm. Jonathan's Apple Watch, heading. Now you can, of course, have multiple watches paired with this app, but um, I have too many sort of 
you know, people hovering around for me to ever have multiple Apple Watches. Search, search, my faces, heading, yeah. search, Jonathan's Apple Watch, heading, all watches, button. Okay, going to here. Double tap to done, but all watches, my watches, selected, Jonathan, selected, Jonathan's Apple Watch, more info. And now more info is on the rotor. I don't think it ever used to be, but it is now, so it's on the rotor. Paired, heading, and Jonathan's Apple Watch, find my Apple Watch, button, locate your Apple Watch, enable, unpair Apple Watch, button. There it is, we'll double tap. You will need to repair with this Apple Watch to use it again. Unpair Jonathan's Apple Watch, button. Alert, do you want to remove your mobile data plan from this Apple Watch? Removing will not cancel your subscription. Contact your service provider if you want to cancel your subscription. This cannot be undone. This cannot be undone. Okay, I do want to remove the cellular plan because I want to set it up on my new watch. Keep mobile data plan button. Remove mobile data plan button. I'll double tap. Double tap secure text field is editing password insertion point at start. And what password the does it want? To access mis- enter the Apple ID password for opening. Yeah, okay, so once my Apple ID password, I will enter that, but I will not let you hear such a thing. I've entered it now, and I'll double tap. Unpair button. Unpair button. Unpair in progress. Double tap to dismiss pop-up. Wi- double tap to dismiss pop-up window button. Unpairing Apple Watch heading. And my watch is talking. Your iPhone is currently unpairing Apple Watch. This might take a little while. Okay, while it's doing that. And it might take a little while. Shall we open the box? Yep. You can open it if you like. Ooh, the honor. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it's wrapped in its little plastic. It's you got can a open it tab. and I get to wear it. Yeah, they are shrink wrapped. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then on the bottom, it's got two little tabs you have to pull open to open it, like the little circles. <laughs> and the box is like unfolding. Oh, and the inside is decorated with pictures of different watches, and there's two packages inside. So the first package is the watch itself that's on top. Yeah, okay. And then the second package is the watch band. Now, for those who are interested in such things, we've got the Melanie's Loop. Yep. And what color is this one? That's a black... Did they call it graphite or something? Yeah. Good afternoon. Heading. Good afternoon. So now... We're unpaired successfully, it looks like. If you have an Apple Watch, you can pair it with your iPhone here. So we'll un... Oops. Unbox this and get the watch out. Oh, I do like that new technology smell. So what's... Oh, this is another charging cable. Yes. Without the brick. Yeah, no no brick this time. No brick. It actually smells a bit like sanitizer this year. (laughs) Don't you think? There's a sanitizer smell. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And uh, here's the watch itself, very small, even though this is the 44. This is the 44, right? Yes. Hmm. It, it's in a little fabric-y cover. It just feels so little without its strap. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll give you that. And, um, you can fit the band. So the band comes in two pieces. Yeah. Definitely smells like sanitizer. And this Apple Watch here, is it now at the... Startup screen? Uh, or did it we're pal- on an Apple logo with a progress ring. Oh, okay. So it's still taking care of itself. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very, very sanitizery. Yes, it is, isn't it? That's <laughs> a definitely different smell from what you normally get from yeah. Apple stuff. 
It's the sort of smell I became used to in an Uber. <laughs> okay, there we go. Just snug food. This is the first time I have to say, other than the bands that have come with my watches, that I've bought an official Apple band. I've bought these knockoffs from Amazon, which have been quite acceptable. You know, they've been good quality and they've lasted. But in this case, because I was intending to hand the watch to Bonnie and um, she has had the 40, the, well, the older one. In fact, whoever I handed it to would need the strap because they've all got older Series 3 or less. Yep. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, yeah, the texture of the Melanie's Loop, the real one, is different from the mock-up one. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. So how's this watch doing now, the, the Series 5, the old Series 5? The Series 5 is at the setup screen now. Okay. So what we could do, we could say goodbye, watch. Goodbye, Thank series you for five. your service. <laughs> and um, you could run it up to Henry if you like. Then he can set it up while we set this one up. Okay. Okay. And so this one has not been powered on yet, right? Uh, it powered itself on. Oh, I, did it? I think I... I think I pushed the button by mistake when I was putting the back. Okay, on. so then that means that I should be able to triple click the digital crown. Voice over on. Yep. Button. Info. Button. Yeah, typical. Bring iPhone near Apple Watch. Apple setup screen. Info. Button. Oh, wow. Very strong haptic feedback. Info. Button. Info. iPhone. Info button. Fancy Chongwen. Nihongo Espanol. Francais. Fancy Tianti Chongwen. English. There's English. Choose region. Back button. Australia. Afghanistan. Olong Al Algeria. Just wind the digital crown. Bar Australia. And is that scrolling it? Bavid Island. Caribbean Netherlands. Yep. It is. Eswatini. So just winding the crown to scroll us through. Kosovo. New A. Okay, we're nearly there now. Nigeria. Niger. Nicaragua. New Zealand. Styled info. Button. There we go. Open the Apple Watch app on your iPhone and tap start pairing. Start pairing. Okay, I'm going to hand this over to you. Okay. And um, there are two ways that you can pair this watch. You can enter a code and you get a code on the watch and then you have to repeat that uh, on the phone. That's the way it works, isn't it? You get the code on the watch and then the phone. I can't remember. Normally I do it the other way. Yeah. And the other way is to just hold the watch up to the camera. I have had some difficulty um, getting that to work. You can do it. Um and I know a lot of people do. Indicating that pairing is complete. There we go. Image. There you go. Okay. I guess I can put this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get a snug fit here with the Melonese loop. A photo of an Apple Restore from Backup button. That's right. And we can also set up as new Apple Watch button. Set up and that's all. So I'm going to restore from backup. Restore from backup. Restore from backup. Your Apple Watch is paired. Back button. Restore from backup. Heading. Choose a backup from the list below or set this Apple Watch up manually. Jonathan's Apple Watch. Stainless steel. 
44mm case, today, 4.09pm, watch OS 7.0. Brilliant. So it made the backup and it is here for me to use. I'll double tap it. Selected, Jonathan's Apple Watch, stainless steel, 44mm case, today, 4.09pm, watch OS 7.0. And then at the bottom of the screen, vertical set continue button. There is a continue button. I'll double tap. Terms and conditions, yeah. heading, toolbar, agree, button. There's at the bottom of the screen. In Apple ID, heading, signing in with your Apple ID helps Apple Watch communicate using digital touch and it enables features like Apple Pay and Find My Watch. After you sign in, your Apple ID will be associated with this Apple Watch. Your iPhone uses this Apple ID to enable activation lock, so it will also be enabled on this Apple Watch. Okay. Jonathan at Mosin.org. I'll flick right. Enter password button. Double tap. Apple ID, secure text field, is editing, character mode, insertion point at start. Use the rotor to access misspelled words, sign in button. Apple ID, heading. I've signed in. Verifying Apple ID, this may take a few minutes. So we'll pause the recording while it takes its few minutes. We'll see what's on the Apple Watch screen. Apple App Watch shares settings with iPhone for location services. What's happening now? Find my iPhone, Siri and analytics and improvement. Okay, button. Okay. <laughs> if it's not okay, I'm not sure what you do because there's only an okay button. In progress. Shared settings, back button, bold text and size, heading. Select your preferred reading experience. A photo of an Apple Watch. Bold text, switch button, off, 60%, adjustable, continue, button. I'll just leave it at its defaults and continue. Accessibility, heading. You can apply your accessibility settings from your iPhone to your Apple Watch. VoiceOver, switch button, on. VoiceOver speaks items on the screen. Bullet tap once to select an item. Bullet swipe two fingers to scroll. Bullet double tap to activate the selected item. Presumably that would restore in the backup though as well, but we'll just leave it on. Continue button. It always has in the past restored from the backup. Apple Watch passcode heading. Ooh. When you set a passcode, Apple Watch locks when you take it off and requires the passcode to unlock. This helps protect your data. A photo of an Apple Watch. Create a passcode button. I will do that. Create a passcode heading. Create a four-digit passcode on your Apple Watch. I'll now enter that on the Apple Watch. Re-enter passcode. All right, I'll do that. That's coming from the watch. Keep your Apple Watch up to date. Apple heading. logo surrounded by several intricate lines, indicating that pairing is complete. Right. Image. Get the latest features, security, and improvements by updating WatchOS automatically. Continue button. Install updates manually button. And if you want any example at all of why enabling this is a terrible idea, just remember being on the developer seed and getting beta 4, which was completely inaccessible, pushed to you. I'm not going to enable this. Photo of an Apple Watch displaying a successful Apple Pay purchase. Image, a smartphone with an Apple logo on the screen against a black background. Possible text, done. Apple Pay, heading, add credit, debit or store cards to Apple Pay to make secure payments in apps on the web and in stores using NFC. Apple Pay with the watch is fantastic. It's just on your wrist. It's so easy to pay for stuff. Card-related information, location, 
Device settings and device use patterns will be sent to Apple and may be shared together with account information with your card issuer or bank to set up Apple Pay. See how your data is managed. Continue button. I'll continue. Continue loading. Security code. Text field is editing. Three-digit CVV. Character mode. Insertion point at start. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. It's taken the credit card information from my iPhone, and all it wants is the CVV, and I will enter that. I've entered that. I'll go to the top of the screen. Back button. Flick right. Next. And next. There's the next button. Contacting the card issuer. Next. Adding card. Heading. Talking to card issuer. Setting up card for Apple Pay. Contacting the card issuer. Double tap to dismiss pop-up window. Button. Terms and conditions. Heading. Vertical scroll bar. 11 pages. 0%. Adjustable. Vert toolbar. Agree. Button. Double tap. Setting up card for Apple Pay. Adding card. Heading. Adding to Apple Watch. Your card has been added to wallet on your Apple Watch. Card added. Heading. Emergency SOS. Heading. You can press and hold the side button to call emergency services. This will also send a message to your emergency contacts. Emergency SOS will share your location when your device calls emergency services. Your emergency contacts will also be notified with your location. Location will be shared even if you have not enabled location services. See how your data is managed. Continue button. We'll go hit. Mobile setup. Heading. When your Apple Watch is not connected to your iPhone, you can continue to make and receive calls and access apps using mobile data. To enable mobile data, add your Apple Watch to your existing iPhone mobile plan. You'll only get this if you have the cellular version, of course. A photo of an Apple Watch. Set up mobile button. I'll do that. Can't alert. Connection failed. Oh dear. The connection to the server was lost. Please try again later. We will do that later. Okay. Button. Watch. Emergency SOS. Back button. Mobile setup. Heading. When your Apple Watch is not connected to your eye. A photo of an setup mobile. Button. We'll try one more time. Spark NZ. Heading. There we go. Cancel. Button. Image. Sign into my Spark to set up your Apple Watch. Username. Text field. Required. We've entered my credentials with my carrier. Continue, but continue, continue, dimmed. Continue, button. Spark NZ, heading, cancel, but less than back. Activate mobile service on your Apple Watch. Seamlessly sync up your mobile number to your Apple Watch with included one number calling. Make and receive calls, text and stream without your phone nearby. $12.99 one number wearable plan, pop-up button. $12.99 per month per device. One number shares primary mobile number with wearable. Voice slash text uses primary plans voice and text. Data. Endless NZ star 40 gigabyte max speeds reduce. No tethering slash hotspots. You will be pairing your Apple Watch with this primary number. Zero two. Yeah, there's my number. If this isn't your number, select cancel in the top right corner. Star max speeds reduce after 40 gigabytes. No tethering or hotspots. Continue button. Double tap. Except dimmed. Tick box unchecked. Check. It's a checkbox. Except button. And accept. Except. 
reviewed your plan details. Oh mm, boy. $12.99 one number twice. wearable plan. <laughs> $12.99 per month per device. One number. Yeah, yeah. Sign up button. Hmm. I'm worried about that, but we'll sort it out. Sign up. Dimmed. Close button. Close button. Your Apple Watch should be connected soon. It's Once it's connected to the Spark network, you'll get a notification on your primary device. Then you're good to go. Success. Cancel. Okay. Can your Apple Close button. Watch. Emergency SOS. Back button. Mobile setup. Heading. When Apple Watch is away from your iPhone, a photo of an app. Continue. Button. Yep. Clock faces. Heading. Mm. You can change your clock face to personalize your Apple Watch. Tailor your clock face on your watch or in the Apple Watch app. You can also choose what's displayed when your wrist is down. A photo of an Apple Watch. Continue button. Apple Watch is syncing. Heading. Your Apple Watch is almost ready. You'll get an alert when it's done, so you can use your iPhone as you normally would. Sync progress. 0%. And over on the watch. Meanwhile, back on the watch. Apple Watch Basics, screen curtain on, display, digital crown, 3%, side button, D display, Apple Watch So you can Basics. read about these things if you're new to the Apple Watch while it's syncing, although, um, display, so, digital for example, crown. we'll double tap the digital crown. Done. But press to return to the watch face. Page 1 of 3, adjustable. Page 2 of 3, press and hold to talk to Siri. Page two of page three of three done. But turn to scroll, zoom or adjust. There we go. Page three of three done. We'll go back to button. the main screen. Turn to scroll done done. Oh, button. Double tap the done button then. Display. Digital side button side. D d Apple Watch sync progress three percent. Apple Watch basics. And the sync process. Might take some time. I had a few apps and data, and all of that will be coming across. So we'll pause while it does this big sync process. And we've got this message come up. Your Apple ID and phone number are now being used for iMessage and FaceTime on a new Apple Watch. If you recently signed into Jonathan's Apple Watch, you can ignore this notification. OK, button. Watch, back button. And what have we got? Apple Watch is syncing. Heading. Your Apple Watch is almost ready. Sync progress. 3%. Still on 3%. It can take some time. We're back recording and the sync is still going on. If we had no respect for your time whatsoever or your sanity, we would do this in real time because it was stuck on 3% for a very long time. Then it sort of jumped to, was it 7 I think. Yep. And then whoosh, it was up at 19 and uh, what is it at now? Sync progress, 31%. 31, Sync it's been, pro been at 31 for a while. But while that's going on, for those who've never seen an Apple Watch, do you want to give us a, a really good visual description as if you're introducing it to someone who's never seen one? Because I think, you know, it's still it's still a product that not everybody has, and they're not sure if they want one. So, you okay. know. I guess I'll start with the size. So the watch face or the whole computery watch bit i'd say that's probably about the size of a large-ish men's watch would you say dad yeah the 44 is yeah yeah 
it, it, it's definitely nowhere near those dainty little women's watches you'll get. So if you don't like something a bit bigger, this may not be for you. The 40 is sort of small enough, though, isn't it? It's, it's sort of dainty, don't you think? I don't think I'd describe it as dainty. Okay, then. I, I, I definitely think it's on the larger end of a, what a woman's watch would be. Most women's watches are much smaller than and that. And it's rectangular. Yes. So it's, a, so it's not a round watch face. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little rectangle. The bands all look like watch bands, so you can just customise them however you want, depending on what you want. Some people do a lot with the fashion, don't they? And they can mix and match their their bands. Swap out the bands for different occasions. And I guess you do have that option if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, Then, so you've got this little rectangle, which you can imagine like a tiny little iPhone. but it's it's not as like long in proportion as an iPhone. I, iPhone is it's almost square, but still not quite. And you have this touch screen in the middle, and then off to the side, depending on which way you wear it, the left or the right, you have the digital crown, which is much like the little um, dials you have on the sides of watches, which you'd use to set the time. And, or wind them up in the old days. Yeah. Yeah. And then underneath that, you've got the, is it called the side button? Yeah, that's what they call it, the side yeah. button. Which is, my, it, it looks like a power button on an iPhone, pretty much. And it's a multi-purpose button. So you use that side button to power it on. You hold, yeah. like an iPhone, you hold it down for two or three seconds. You can also tap it when the watch is up and running to get to the dock. You can customize the apps that go in the dock or you can just see the apps that you've used most recently in there. And you can also hold that button down. If you hold it until you feel a haptic vibration, you're at the usual power off type menu that you see on Apple products. If you keep holding it down, you get into the SOS mode and it can call your contacts if you're in an emergency situation. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And then on the underneath of the watch, Mm. There's a circle, and that contains all the special sensors that's used for like monitoring heart rate and things like that. To a blind person, it feels smooth, I think. It is smooth. So do you see the sensors on the base of it? Yes, you can. They're like, I guess they look like little lights, like little LEDs. Um, but, yeah, they're all smooth under like a, I guess, a glass covering or something. I was reading some of the nerds on Reddit in the Apple Watch subforum, and somebody said they didn't like the look of the sensors as much in the Series 6 as they did in the Series 5. Well, that's because there's more sensors, so there's more little dots. But you don't even see it anyway. It's on your wrist. That's what somebody said, and the person (laughs) replied, I see it every day when I take it off and put it on. (laughs) Okay, then. Well, to each their own. Yeah, this is a very snug fit, and I think one of the reasons for that is that you really have to apparently have quite a snug fit for the oxygen sensor to work. So if we ever get this jolly old thing synced, <laughs> we'll try the blood oxygen reading. And uh, what Your is it doing now? Sync progress, 31%. See, we've been, all that time we've been talking, <laughs> and it's still on 31%. So some of the features in the new one that – Oh, look at that. Up it goes. That attracted me. Uh, obviously, the blood oxygen sensor is great. I think one of 40%. the things that is really appealing about this is how we as, we as blind people can take greater control of 62%. Holy soup. It's just flying now. <laughs> <laughs> how we as blind people can take control of um, of our health 
through you know workout measurements and and when they eventually get to the point that they're measuring blood glucose levels it's going to be huge for a lot of people so the, um but anyway other than that it does charge 20% faster and as we get into sleep tracking and things that's good i always wear the watch at night because it's my alarm as somebody who sometimes doesn't hear the alarm in the morning when my hearing aids are out it gives me peace of mind 72%. to know that i'm going to have this tapping on my wrist waking me up it's really really cool for that so having that 20% faster watch time means that when you're showering in the morning that 79% kind of thing, you can yeah, I have you ever worn an Apple Watch in the shower? No, I haven't. I'm I, too chicken to yeah. and, and mine's the original one, so it doesn't have any of the cool waterproofing oh, right. features either. So it's only splash proof right now. Yeah. So also the five gigahertz Wi Fi is great for when 90%. you want to oh, wow. For when you want to connect directly to a Wi Fi network, the five gigahertz will give you really good speed. And the U one chip, which will be very handy when Apple tags come out one day. Uh, Apple tags are Apple, Apple tags are almost like the new air power. We've been, we've been expecting oh, them for so long. Forgot about air power. Yeah, see, see. Uh, but also, the U one chip promises to do all sorts of really cool things um, with with location and directionality and things that could, I think, be potentially of quite some benefit to blind people. It'd be interesting to see if they ever open up the U one chip in some form through an API. And we get some blindness-specific functions that make use of the U1 chips. They first came to the iPhones last year. Now they're in the watch. So clearly Apple has plans that the the, the likes of we mere mortals do not know about yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Sync progress, 90%. Okay. So it's probably like one of those things where it gets stuck on the last 10% forever and ever. Yep. So we'll take a pause. Welcome to Apple Watch heading. Ooh, I just hit record as it was finishing. And uh, Heidi made the observation, I've lost so much weight that this band almost doesn't fit my wrist. So it has to be all the way. <laughs> anyway, so that's... Uh, first Welcome look. to Apple Watch. My watch. Adjust settings. Organize apps and customize your watch faces. Face gallery. Browse watch faces and add them to your collection. Apple Watch apps. Get apps from the App Store on Apple Watch or on your iPhone. Okay, button. All watches, button. Okay, and then we're back, and if I go onto the watch... Your watch is ready. Press the digital crown to start. Display. Digital... All right, so I'll press the digital crown. <laughs> that was a satisfying sound. Yes, it vibrates, and it jingles, and it's all very excited. 4.47 p.m. and 43 seconds. And let's see... 13 degrees mostly Yep, black. so I've got my watch face back, which is my infograph one. Four battery, 80%. Okay, that's good. Four, four, 13 degrees and I'll see if it's inherited my activity data. No in red message, moving, 119%. Yep. Exercising, 103%. Standing, 100%. Excellent. Look at you go. I've been rocking it, dude. All right. So I'm just going to get Daniel back. PM and 14 seconds. Turn 448 it. headings. Language. English. US. English UK. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. now. So. Home. One password. Button. We'll flick right and we'll find the new blood oxygen. Activity. Button. RNZ. Alarms. Any list. App Store. Apple Store. Audiobooks. Blood oxygen. There we go. Button. Let's give this a shot. Blood O subscript to 
heading. To set up blood oxygen, open the Apple Watch app on your iPhone. And unfortunately, that's where it all turns to soup because we did. We opened the Apple Watch app on the iPhone and went a searching because I would have thought that you would flick through the different sections of the Apple Watch app, you know, the bit where you've got activity and health and messages and all those things that you can configure. And they're usually in alphabetical order. And so I swiped away and looked under B for blood oxygen. And was it there? No, it was not. So we went a Googling and we found that that's where it should have been. We were doing the right things. Somebody suggested go into the health app and try and set it up from there. So we tried to do that and couldn't. Then somebody said you might need to download the blood oxygen app from the watchOS app store, which didn't really make much sense to me, but we looked there and didn't have any luck. So finally, I called Apple and I said, Oi, Apple, I got this new Apple Watch and I can't do the blood oxygen thing. And I told them that I was running the watchOS 7.0. That's the official release. And the reason for that is that I knew that I'd be getting this new Apple Watch and it would ship with watchOS 7. So I didn't want to have a beta on my old Apple Watch when I needed to restore the backup from that watch onto a watchOS 7 new watch because I knew that would create havoc. So I'm running the watchOS 7 official release, but I am running the quite dodgy iOS 14.2 beta 1. And as I understand it, some work on that went on before the blood oxygen feature was built in to the official iOS 14 release. It was a kind of a signature feature. So understandably, they didn't want to include it in any betas until it had been announced because that would spoil the fun. And there are lots of people who spoil Apple's fun already. So anyway, that's the explanation. But the implications are that I cannot use the blood oxygen feature of my new watch because I am running iOS 14.2. And apparently for those running the beta of watchOS 7.1, it's not there either. So I'm sure that they will catch up quite soon and I will be able to play with this new blood oxygen feature which is something I'm really looking forward to about the Apple Watch. So Heidi's long gone. I've had the Apple Watch about 48 hours as I record this section of the demo, and I'm pretty happy with it. It's definitely fast. It responds to Siri nice and fast. I definitely see an improvement there. I can't say that I'm noticing faster app launching. Uh, With Series 5, it launched pretty fast anyway when you ran an app. But if you're coming from anything before Series 5, I've no doubt that you will see some real improvement there. Battery life was really good. I fully charged it. And then on the night that the Apple Watch arrived, I put it on at about probably 8.30 or 9 p.m. And I slept with the watch on and put it into sleep mode. I deliberately did not put it on charge when I was in the shower to see how much battery life I got. And then I used it all day, including about a 25-minute workout, and by 8.30 p.m. the next night, so that's 24 hours, I was still on 57%, which was brilliant. Very happy with that. The second day, I put it on charge, did nothing differently, and the battery life just absolutely plummeted. But this is nothing new. I've always had weird issues with the battery life on Apple Watch, and I actually wondered whether I had 
a defective watch with my Series 5, but now watchOS 7 does include battery health data, and I was able to verify that my battery health is well within spec. It certainly isn't at a point where Apple would replace it. I think it was about 97%, so that's not the issue. And when I look at the Apple Watch subreddit, I can find many people expressing concern about plummeting battery life. But to be fair, that seems to be the case with every Apple software update, doesn't it? Uh, So it's not unusual, but hopefully I can get it sorted out. I have discovered in all my watchOS testing and beta testing a couple of things that seem to help. And it could be just fluke. It's hard to do cause and effect for sure with this, but I pass it on in case you want to try them in case it helps. If you've been doing quite a bit of configuring with your watch using the watch app on your iPhone, something that appears to help with battery life is to power down not just the watch, but the iPhone as well, and then power them both up. I don't know whether there's some sort of pairing that continues once you've been doing some configuration with the watch app that is only severed when you do a reset. I mean, I know that there's an ongoing background Bluetooth pairing. And I can't swear that this fixes anything, but it does seem to help with battery life for me. So it's no big deal to just power everything down and power it back up again every couple of days. The other thing I wanted to cover was updating the software in your Apple Watch, which can be a really frustrating experience because by default it is Bluetooth based and a lot of the time it gets stuck. It seems to take forever. It's really yucky. So one of the things that I have found helps a great deal is to turn Bluetooth off on your iPhone and then check for updates on the watch itself. When you turn Bluetooth off, hopefully, especially if you have a watch series six, it's going to be connected to your five gigahertz Wi-Fi. If you have an older Apple watch, then it's going to be connected to your 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi, which could be a bit congested and won't be as fast. But with a Series 6, this is going to work a treat. And I did used to do this with my Series 5. So turn the Bluetooth off on your iPhone, which will sever the connection between your Apple Watch and your iPhone. And then use the watch itself to go into settings, general and software update, and then initiate the check for update process from there. You may sometimes be asked to confirm the terms and conditions and accept them from your iPhone, but even though there's no Bluetooth connection established, it still does seem to work. And then, because the watch is downloading the software update directly using Wi-Fi, it goes a lot faster. I mean, a lot faster. And it seems to be quite a bit more reliable as well. So that's our look at the Apple Watch Series 6. And if you have one, let me know how you're enjoying it and what experiences you've had with yours. You can drop me an email or send an audio attachment to jonathan at mushroomfm.com. The listener line, of course, is 864-60-MOSIN in the United States, 864-606-6736. Hello, Jonathan. Very quick message just to give a brief uh, account of my experience of setting up my Apple Watch Series 6, um, which I got a, a day and a half ago. It wasn't entirely smooth. What I found when I was trying to set it up, and I have had a watch before, only the Series 2, but I've been through the process before. But what I found this time was that when it came to the point of putting in a new passcode on the watch face itself during setup, the keyboard didn't seem, or the sort of number pad didn't seem accessible. I fiddled around a lot 
and I discovered that I would be able to put in one digit at a time, but I had to turn voiceover on and off each time in order to make the keyboard, the sort of number pad, visible to voiceover. Most bizarre. The other problem I came across is when I got to the end of the setup process and you press the digital crown to go to the watch when it says 100% sync, uh, it simply wouldn't exit out of that screen for me at all. And so I had to do a reset. Second time around, it was a bit easier. The keyboard or the, the number pad problem still persisted, but it didn't seem as bad. I seemed to be able to put in a couple of digits at a time. And of course, you have to put that passcode in twice. So that's quite boring having to switch voiceover on and off. Now, all this may be user error. No question about that, but I don't think so. So I'd be interested to hear anyone else's experience. That must have been frustrating, Gary, as you will have heard with that unboxing that we just did, although I obviously didn't record the entering of my password for obvious reasons, I did not experience either of those problems. So I wonder what the difference was. Jonathan, good morning. It's Paul Paravano calling from Boston. Jonathan, as one of your loyal subjects... I would like to petition you for a new item, which is that Heidi Mosen-Taylor should have her own podcast. Perhaps she could call it Mosen-Towers from a Distance or something like that. But Heidi Mosen-Taylor deserves more adulation, recognition, and her own flow of Apple products, new and not hand-me-downs, I would suggest. Her reports on the post-Apple events are thorough, clear, sharp, helpful, and really get to the point that those of us listening, your loyal subjects, want to hear. And she does such a great job. So I would urge you, Jonathan, to consider this petition seriously. You know how petitions can be. And provide for Heidi all the items mentioned above, especially an account that she would have full control of to manage her own procurement of Apple products new. Holy soup, you'll bankrupt me, bro. I tell you what I will do, though. I will, loyal subjects, by the way. <laughs> anyway, what I will do, I will I will fund Heidi if she wants to run her own podcast. I'll gladly buy her a decent microphone and maybe even an audio interface, and I'll buy a Reaper as well. So I'll set her up to do a podcast. I'll pass it on. But I do actually appreciate, in all seriousness, your kind comments about Heidi's description. I'm very proud of all of my kids, and Heidi has a particular gift at describing things in a way that blind people can really relate to, and she does a great job with these things. She and I geek out on technology a lot, and, of course, my son, Richard, my oldest son, he's an audio engineer. He's done some uh, stints on Mushroom FM in the past. He's training to be an audio engineer after having graduated with flying colors from broadcasting school. So I'm obviously proud of him. David's down in uh, the south of the South Island, and he's doing videography. And Richard and David both talk about doing a podcast from time to time. This thing keeps coming up. They have to actually get it done, though. But with Richard's audio engineering skills and David's videography, and he covers a bit of audio in his course as well, uh, that's great. And, of course, Nicola is graduating school later in the year and heading off to fashion design next year. So 
I love them to bits. I'm very proud of all that they are achieving. But thank you, Paul. I think it'd be great if Heidi had a podcast. Richard had one briefly, by the way, called Cover Act. And he didn't realize when he started this podcast that it was ideal for blind people. What he did in this podcast, and I think it's up. He's not producing episodes at the moment, but I think you can search in your podcast app for Cover Act and find the one by Richard Mosen that comes up. What he did was he took classic album covers, classic rock album covers, stuff like Meatloaf and you know, various things like that. I think he might have done Bridge Over Troubled Water, actually, which is hardly rock. He, he did a few classic album covers, and he describes them. He goes into great detail about the artwork and the symbolism of it and what it means and that kind of thing. And uh, when he started the podcast, we gave it a bit of publicity on Mushroom FM because he was still with Mushroom FM then. And he got a blind audience, including me, because I had never really heard in detail about some of these covers before. And the way he was describing them was just so conducive to a music fan having a new appreciation for the artwork. So he never thought of that when he started it. But that's also a very good podcast. To contribute to Mosin at Large, you can email Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com by writing something down or attaching an audio file. Or you can call our listener line. It's a US number, 864-60-MOSIN. That's 864-606-6736. Mosin FM.